What's up, everybody? Prince, also known as the Head Knight here, and you're listening to our hiatus episode. That's right. We have taken a month off from the show, as previous years, I suppose, but we are taking some well-deserved rest after an incredible 2023, just so we can come back feeling refreshed and ready to go for 2024. So enjoy the extra episodes from our Patreon-exclusive show, The Midnight Hour, and from some of our friends in the podcast industry as well. We will be back in the new year, 2024, and we'll be back technically in February, ready to go with the brand new month and some really cool different things with the show. We hope you all enjoy it and we hope you like it just as much as we do. We worked really hard on it and we're excited for the official unveiling in February. And in March, we have even something more special coming up to it. So in the meantime, enjoy the show, enjoy the extra content, um, and we hope you also enjoy our friends' contents as well. It might be your new favorite show, who knows? But overall, we're excited to see you in the new year, and we hope that all of you had a safe holiday. We'll see you soon. Welcome to the Midnight Hour, the Patreon-exclusive show for our ghoulish nights. Now, we technically covered an ex- a French extremity movie. You um, did. And I... I was scared. It, it was extreme. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it made me think about the torture error, torture porn error, whatever you want to call it, um, in general. The boom of extremity. Yeah. And it made me think about, like, what what was the pill, you know, for all of this for us, right? Like, I mean, during that time, we had very early stages of the internet. Sure. Right. And the internet was like the wild, wild west back then. There was yes, no fucking, regulation. Anything goes. You can yeah, run you into post whatever some you messed want. up videos. You can see some stuff. Some fucked up images yeah. all over the internet. I mean, they had websites dedicated to the fucking thing. And they still do. Like, Live Leak is still around. Um, obviously, Reddit has very minimal filters as well. Um, however, you kind of. You you know what you're looking for if you're looking for it uh, for those types right. of things, um, versus this was like you could just stumble upon it one day, and it was fucked. Um, especially when we would do like torrents and LimeWire and things like that. You never knew what the fuck you were putting on your computer at that time. <laughs> <laughs> they could name these things Download, whatever they yes, wanted. Please, like it's just it was crazy the 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 amount of freedom we had on the internet back then. Um, you know, and people think that the internet is still has like kind of very minimal regulations, things like that, which I beg to differ. I think the internet is still very regulated. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah. And yeah. in, in, in some ways as well. Absolutely. You know, I, I wouldn't want anybody just throwing videos on there all willy nilly, but, <laughs> um, but obviously there's still forums that people can do that on. Right. So it it still in some ways don't have a full blown set of regulations. With that being said, what was it about this era in the two thousands in general that made us kind of go through this? Not necessarily right. seek it, but because I know as a child, 
when I was, I, we both were in high school around the time these films came out and things like that. Um, Early 2000s, late 2000s. Right. You know, Saw came out in 2004 and that was right. kind of like the catalyst for America um, to where we started getting the kind of the, the splat pack, which was Rob Zombie, um, Eli Roth and James Wan. Um, right. But you you also started getting some just some interesting films that delve into torturous acts in general around that time and just very hyper violent films. But I don't know, it just makes me think like what was it about that era that just made everyone want to make these super intense movies? What do you think? I mean I can only talk about like well it's different because it could be by location. Like we do talk about French extremity and we talked about like there was an era where a lot of um, censorship happened and kind of like boomed off a lot of stuff. Like, Hey, we can get away with it now. Let's do all of this crap. Yeah. Um, with stuff with the U S the first thing I always think about is what was going on around that time period and how long films take to like make. So we're, if we're talking about early two thousands, one huge traumatic event that always pops up in my mind and that everyone will always remember 9-11, 2001. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was very fearful. We were starting like a whole different war. We were going... Um, it was a scary time. And I think as for filmmakers, they're using that fear to be more cathartic by seeing people I guess, suffer. I don't know. It's hard to say because... Uh, this is an area where, like, I've talked about it on the podcast several times. I hate the torture porn type movies. Sure. I don't like them. Um, there's something about them where it's like, hey, I don't feel entertained by seeing other people suffer. Right. If it makes sense, awesome. Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Night House. And that technically is about a movie being emotionally tortured by a late husband mm-hmm. and going through her trauma and her depression and being suicidal. And there's a lot of dark themes in that, too. But they tell it in a very poetic, beautiful way where you can understand yeah. where she's coming from and also still be entertained by the cool illusions of the house and the elements of like her relationship with her father and her father, sorry, her husband mm-hmm. and the time jumps and how her mind works, what's real, what's not real. Right. There's a lot of different elements to it. But if it's just pure torture, that's the thing where for me, I don't actually have the understanding of why these movies came out or why they're so popular during that time. Because I haven't dived deep enough into like that world or right. understand the director's intent. Um, where like movies like Saw is a franchise where they kind of wanted to make a fun whodunit. Like, what? Why are they in this situation? You're trying to discover stuff. You're like an investigator as well with the movie, mm-hmm. and they kind of leaned really heavily in that. And the last movie, I don't, know, I don't remember what's called. It's not Jigsaw. It was Spiral. Sorry, what was it? Spiral? Spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spiral will lean more on the detective side of things, trying to find mm-hmm. out who the killer is. Uh, a little bit made it like more engaging for the consumer to look at it rather than just have torture, 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 torture. It's more like, hey, let's follow these detectives and find out who the killer is before the next trap goes off type of right. thing. Uh, so they kind of leaned away for it, which I love that kind of direction that they went for. 
uh, because that's like more tailored towards me. It's like, perfect. Yes. It's not all about just the trap itself, but like, let's find the person who's setting the traps. Right. It's like, awesome. That's really cool. There, is it a copycat? Is it the original killer? That makes no sense. Whoa. Chris Rock is playing a serious role. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll be very interested to see what happens with Saw 10, of course, to see if they're going to go back to like the basics or they're going to go a little bit more that way as well. Oh, we'll find out. I mean, um, we'll, we, we'll be there with... Uh, Midnight Scream. Yeah. yeah. When they so they'll, they'll be the there. The trailer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're friends of the show, so like, why, why not yeah. just ask them? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they probably can't tell us until then, probably. Probably but not. We'll probably see. Not. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting to see that, yeah, that influx of extremity films, but... For me, I don't get it. Sure. But there is an audience for it because they build a franchise like Whistle and other And it's okay well. to have an audience for that, yeah. right? You know, I do think that there are certain films that take it pretty far. Right. Um, and those those ones I don't I don't typically watch. Like I think Hostel, yeah, as intense as a film as it is, Hostel and Hostel Part Two and, and three. I haven't seen three. Um, just because like, I get it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, I get it. Okay. Um, like it's not going to be much nourishment, but for, for me, I think the main thing behind these films is kind of that sense of, uh, how to overcome depravity, right? Like, you know, the, 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 the depraved acts that you are witnessing on screen, like you're, you're overcoming that, pushing yourself in, in some right. ways, right? Giving yourself more resilience, and right. more power to yourself. Exactly. Like, you know, for, for me, I, I think Eli Roth is an interesting person. I think he's, he seems like a creep in real life. So like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know him. Obviously I've never met this dude, but, um, he, he just seems like a, like kind of a creep, but which I, I hear he is, I hear he is a creep. But with that in mind, Eli Roth made Cabin Fever back mm. in 2002. Um, and for me, that was kind of my first official like introduction into this kind of stuff where I was just like, like, whoa, this shit is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Like this is, this is, this is nuts. And then Saw came out um, and obviously I think we all imagine Saw being a lot gorier than what it was. It wasn't, ask Corey if you look back at it now right um but there were certain people who actually upped the ante a little bit more right you know like uh, when grindhouse came out and stuff like that uh for like uh robert rodriguez's uh planet terror and then quentin tarantino's death proof but we had those little segments in between grindhouse and thanksgiving was another one from uh eli roth which is now going to be turned into an entire film mm -hmm. um which a lot of people wanted anyway but Thanksgiving very much was like a faux trailer of some pretty fucked up shit. But it really played on like Black Christmas and Halloween and Silent Night, Deadly Night and um, April Fool's Day and things like that. So like really played on a lot of those kind of classic Canadian horror films. Right. So um, but it's it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how. um Obviously, Halloween is not a Canadian horror film. I, I <laughs> understand that. But like Black Christmas um, was like sure. the main inspiration of Thanksgiving. Um, but it, <clears throat> I'm just curious to see or I'm just curious as to why like this is a fascination for some. Um, right. And I just think it just comes down to people's 
like tolerance. Right. It could be something that's like, hey, I want to test myself to see this kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, did you see that crazy scene? I was able to get through it type of thing. Like a thrill or like um, adrenaline junkies like, I love jumping off planes. And like, you're a crazy dude. (laughs) I saw that one scene from that one movie. It's like, damn, you're crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, So like it's it it, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It could be like you said, like pushing people to their limit. And that's why, like, I appreciate when the Glorious Nights picked Martyrs as a film that we broke down in um. The podcast is like, hey, although this is not a movie I would naturally seek out or I would want to see in general because Fair. I know it's probably going to disturb me in some type of way, I'm happy I'm giving the opportunity to push myself and see if I can watch it. And that's all. Honestly, when I saw that movie, um, it was the, the day that like I went to work. That's the only movie I was talking about with everyone. It's like, yeah, it's like I saw this. Much, Has movie, anyone fucking, ever seen it? No, a lot of people haven't even heard of it. Um, and I mean, that's because fair. it's not for the it's, general public, yeah, it's obviously. Not, yeah. It's for the people who seek out that kind of stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. And like I said on the episodes, like I will watch the audition to get ready for this type of movies because I know we're going to cover some of them. Um, it, just to see if I can handle it. And for most often or not, I could and stuff like that, too. But it's like at the same time, I know it does have that emotional impact. I might take a little break, uh, maybe break it up in like halves. Um, it's a movie that stays with you. Yeah, yeah, it stays with you, but it's like at the same time, like I could say, like I watched it now, like I watched Martyrs. Haha. Right. It's not like a big bragging thing, but it's like, and I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, and a lot of people's like, oh yeah, it's a one time watch. A lot of people's like, one time watch, one time watch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a one time. Good, but we watched it. <laughs> it's a we did it. Watch. I'm part of the club. Like we, we yeah. were in here. You know, um, uh, but th- these also have these kind of shock and gore movies have always kind of been around though right? yes. like but those it, it, it gets to a point where i said i mentioned earlier that some people definitely take it far like obviously mm. one of the, one of the one, ones that are like that i still depict as a film um even though it's a fucked up film than a film that i personally would never watch um it's uh um a serbian film okay yeah so you know you still won't say names on here, but you, we've worked with this person before. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, him, and this girl, we love watching scary movies together. And we, we like to see, like, oh, let's find a really scary movie to scare us. Mm-hmm. That was a film that he brought up, and I haven't heard anything about this. Okay. It's her being film, and I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and they're like, it's really hard to find. You can't really rent it. You can't really find it. You kind of have to download it. No, it's easy to find now. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That might have changed, because that was... Yeah. A few years back, I think we talked yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, no, that film, I was like, eh, it's on the list, but yeah, bottom of the list. Like, if yeah. it happens, it happens. If it's not, I'm not going to seek out that movie. But I watched the. F- it looks intense. I watched it a little bit. Um, I ended up turning it off because I was like, okay, I get it. You know, like I and I, I can continue, but it was giving me nothing. No type of nourishment, right, no type of entertainment. You know? Right. So I was just like, I get it. I get to get the point. Like. Yeah, it's it's shocking, and do I feel scarred? No, but <laughs> but that's Damn. just because that's just because of me. Like I didn't right. enjoy it though, and mm-hmm. I was just like, this doesn't even feel enjoyable. Like 
You know, I, if I wanted this, I'll watch. It's I'll watch Old Boy where scene. I know I'll yeah. enjoy it, and I'll be like, "Holy fuck, that twist!" But yet, I still really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> like, uh, you know? The single shot, and, right? You know, the fight scene. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but uh, shout out to Neon for re-releasing that. But uh, but not the, the other one with Josh Brolin. Which one? They remade it with Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, Spike Lee Taylor. remade it, yeah. right? Yeah. Was it? Oh yeah. yeah it was Spike mm. Lee with Josh Brolin. Yeah. Uh, not good. Uh, even though it was almost shot yeah. for shot, it just wasn't. It just, just didn't off. have that same yeah, impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the big thing is like, like we were talking about. Sometimes it is hype. Oh yeah. One film that was very popular when this was probably around my freshman year in college, uh, Human Centipede. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Everyone shut the fuck up about Human Centipede yeah. back then. Yeah. Everyone was just talking about. Um, they were putting it on Facebook. People were using Facebook back then still. Um, they're comedies. It, 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 yeah, it's they're weird, dark but comedies. they're also disgusting. Of course, and, I mean you're putting so you're attaching people fucking face to anus, and everyone's like you. And that was the movie that everyone was introducing to their friends. Like we have to watch it together. You're gonna have to watch Human Centipede. Yeah. That was um, so. I, I I've mentioned this on the show before that like yeah. when I was in college, my friends would try to push my limits. Yeah, Human Centipede was one of them. I, I was just like, okay, this was this was a cake. You know, like, so like for for me, it was nothing. Thing. But um, I forced them to watch it. I was like, "All right, we're gonna watch it. Like, yeah. it's not that bad." And um, and they watched it. It was bad for them, obviously. But another one was a Serbian film that they put on my list as well. And I, and I watched it. And like I said, I I got maybe about thirty forty five minutes in. It, it was it it was a baby scene. That's uh, it's you hear it and it's depicted, but they don't show it. Mm. But it's it's fucked up. It's fucked right, up. Right. I'm not gonna even say it entirely. If you want to know what happens, read it yourself or watch the movie. But um, yeah, it's mean. fucked. Um, and yeah, so I was like, once that happened, I was like, okay, I get it. Like these dudes are just it's shock for shock, right? You know, like that. It's they they made this movie to just shock you. Literally, right. that's it. and That's all. It, it it's made to feel like kind of like it's the more two tasteless. girl one cup, yeah, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of like vibe. And, you know, and a lot of movies came out like that. There was one that came out in the 80s. Uh, it was called the Guinea Pig series. I just saw that. I was looking up like, <laughs> stuff and that popped up. Yeah. So the Guinea Pig series, uh, pretty rough. Um, some of them eventually turned into where they were like actual films at a certain point. Hmm. Um, but in the beginning, it was a, very much just a shock and draw movie. They're from Japan. Um, and there were six movies that were made, but the first one was called The Devil's Experiment, which came out like 1985 or something like that. When it came out, uh, the film is just torture. Mm-hmm. Like literally it starts them, you see them, watch them kidnap, and then the whole movie, the whole movie, no breaks, just pure torture, hitting, kicking, fucking like pinching her with pliers, um, like all crazy shit, hot oil, maggots in her mouth, all of that stuff. Like it was, it was nuts. Like, you know, so a a whole, a whole concept of things like that were happening, but eventually they got to a point where they started making them into like films. Like the second one was called flower of flesh and blood, um, which I think came out in the same year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was so intense that Charlie Sheen, out of all people, 
And this was for the second one because it shows like them kidnapping another person and then they like dismember her and stuff like mm. that. But it was so intense that Charlie Sheen <laughs> fucking called the cops. He called the FBI. Wow. Yeah, he called the FBI and they investigated it. And they brought this dude to court, supposedly, to where he had to prove, m- prove that they were all alive. Yeah. All the actors were all alive. And it that's it, intense. Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. Um, but do you do you remember Chris Gore? He was the guy on like a, Attack of the Show, and uh, he was like their movie guy, pretty much. Chris Gore. Chris Gore, and he was like the the main movie critic. Um, for like oh, G four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. So like he did all like the movie segments and Attack of the what Show and for G Four and all that stuff. Uh, but he's the one who sent the copy to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> uh. So yeah, but eventually they do get to a point where they start becoming like films. Like for example, there's one called He Never uh, Dies, where and I've seen them all. Um, but he, he to the point where like this guy pretty much just doesn't die after they continue torturing him or whatever. But uh, Mermaid in the Manhole is probably the one that's m- they're most known for because that is the most well known one where this guy is like he finds a mermaid in a manhole <laughs> right. and he tr- he he falls in love with her so he keeps it in his in his uh, bathroom and she starts to decay because she's not in the ocean and shit. <laughs> so it's. It's very interesting, but that's when they they started getting distributors and stuff like that, and they were just like, okay, they found the the U.S. distributor Unearth Films, which they're still around, I think, um, but they're the ones who released a Serbian film. <laughs> they're they're that they're those fuckers, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but they didn't they didn't just release like fucked up shit, like you know they released Frankenhooker. Great 80s flick um, as well. You know, Frankenhooker got a lover. You should look it up. You'll you'll actually find it hilarious. <laughs> um, but then they go into more intense stuff like Vomit Gore Trilogy. Oh. Yeah, great. Trilogy too, nice. Yeah, the trilogy. The first film was literally Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. Don't watch these movies. <laughs> Come on. Don't watch these movies. So, yeah. It's... um. These films do get obviously more and more intense where they started making like mixtapes, right, right? Right, like uh, Faces of Death is probably the one that's most known because technically it wasn't real, but it uh, it was made to look like it was, right? Which they're remaking, like the Pokepsi tapes, like which Pokepsi I did not tapes. like, which made me literally physically sick. It did. Yeah. It did uh, for days. I wonder if I rewatched it now, if I would be able to handle it. I think I might. Maybe we watched it. Uh, pretty and that's the early thing too. On. I feel like I'm doing the podcast. You're more tenured myself. Yeah, I feel like even like watching like Human Centipede that kind of disturbed me back then. Like, would it disturb me now? Probably no. not at all. You'll laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you will. Yeah, laugh. but there's a lot of movies where like I rewatched. Like, um, it's funny. I just saw. What's the movie where they, it's like the kids battling each other on the island. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. That so movie good. is fucked up and it is pretty fucked so up still good. regardless. But I like, the Hunger Games. like 
looking at the themes. I was looking at the backstories of each kid, and they really care about each other and their mm-hmm. relationships and the traumas that they've gone through with their like the parents or um, sexual assault with like the weird uncle thing and like the relationship with that teacher and the government and the social commentary. I'm like, damn, this movie is deeper than just kids killing each other. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like I did not see any of those things until now that I can like handle that situation yeah and i was like it's still intense and it's still graphic and it sucks seeing kids die yeah. i was like damn it's a good movie I was like, it's, it's a good movie uh, i should not be enjoying this movie as much as i am right now it's these a kids good movie but, battle royale is phenomenal yeah and i was like fuck it's such there's a- more than one i think oh there's battle royale too for sure yeah there's there's a i know few i think them. that's like the the uprising like we're gonna fight the government like stop this battle royale thing um, I think I remember seeing that a long time ago. Actually, I should rewatch that too. Battle um, Royale, Battle Royale Two. Oh, Battle Royale Two. Yeah, yeah. It's like these are uh, these are great. You know, yeah. like the films like this, like these kind of action horror films. I think we need more of them. To yeah. be honest, like we don't get a lot of action horror films too much, but Japan does a lot of these. Like, there's one that one of my favorites is uh, Tokyo Gore Police. <laughs> Quite the <laughs> Love name. Love it. Quite the name indeed. She has double wielding chainsaws. Badass <laughs> as fuck. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say check that out. Um, she starts getting all super body horror esque too mm. in the in the middle of it. It's a it's a good it's a fun movie. It's not good, but it's a fun movie. Right. Um it's good in standards of them knowing what they're doing. Exactly. Self aware. You know, very self aware. But yeah, that came out about two thousand and eight. If you want to check that one out, that's on Tubi. Nice. So I would say definitely check that one out. Another one that's also surprisingly gory is uh, I think Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. Um, it's sure. also it's also Japanese right too. Um, yeah, here it is right here. This movie fucking rules. It is so over the top gory, and it rules. Like Vampire Girl wears a really cool eye patch. She rips like someone's eyeball out with her mouth. It's great. <laughs> like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. Fucking rules. Trying but, to look it up. I was like, yeah. oh. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's super intense. It's so much fun. It looks like it would be super silly. And it right. is. <laughs> and and it you're right. Is. And <laughs> it you're is right. silly. If you think it looks silly, you're absolutely correct. But it is so much fun and it's gory as shit. But like these films, you know, that make gore fun. Right. Th- those are great. Like I, I've, I enjoy yeah. that. When there has know? purpose, meaning and not for like. Well, I think this is all just to be silly you right. know like i i don't think there's much meaning behind it which it's okay which that is the meaning though to be silly to be, be silly yeah. yeah that's fair if it's for like shock factor and just gory to be gory that's the things i don't like i'm just like yeah, why? right yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's fair if it's fun and like cheek and tongue i'm down it's yeah fun. i mean and that's why i have that's so much I'm like uh was it um Guillermo del toro uses gore really well in his films without... well he uses gore surprisingly right and uh, <laughs> another one that's like edgar wright when i think of like hot fuzz and mm-hmm. like stuff like that movie i'm like oh you go places but you do it in like a fun cool way yeah it's like oh i didn't expect that oh i didn't expect that that's yeah. like physical comedy in the way but it's like also horrifying to look at like oh it's fair. damn yeah. yeah no that's super fair you know and and I think that's why I have so much respect this for is the use of gore uh, how they use it is everything right yeah and I think that's why I have so much respect for New French Extremity mainly because of the fact that it's more than just the gore like there's there's right. 
deep layers to it. Right. There's meaning to it, you know, and um, there's aspects to it. Like, for example, I'll choose a newer film, uh, Titan. Mm. Right. Titan uses it in such a very special way um, in a methodical way. And I'm I'm excited to see whatever she does next. Oh, for sure. Uh, because I I would watch her do anything. She's definitely one of my favorite directors right now. Um, but it's it's interesting to see that like you know you have these films that explore pain, mm. and um, yet they do it in such a poetic way. In a way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Frontiers, for example. Frontiers is is. Um, and I'm not going to spell too much because I know you're right. still you still have yeah, that on your list. It. But like this family's taken by neo Nazis, or, or or not taken. I wouldn't say they're taken, but like they are, uh, they go there on accident, kind of thing. Like they're right. you know they're driving around, they're trying to look for places and stuff like that to like stay or whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> be, beyond that, like you know, it's a it's a series of unfortunate events, and they're trying to escape those series of unfortunate events. So like. It's a really cool way to add um, self-awareness to it. Sure. And a really cool way to bring in concepts of just people. You know, like you you are giving people genuine human experiences. Um, and, you know, a lot of people compare Frontiers to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I definitely agree because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, kind of same concept, right? They're going to this, this house. Right. They find it. They're Turns like, out oh, it's a fucked up family. Okay. <laughs> like they're trying to get the fuck out. Um, and it's just initially the same concept. Um, and a lot of people don't make this comparison, but Green Broom is initially the same thing. Yeah. They go to this one place. Shit goes off. Shit goes south. We need to get out. It's pretty much Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And it's pretty much a modern take on it. Yes. Right. But for the most part, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. So it's, I don't know. Overall, I I look forward to seeing what happens next, especially now that gore has become very popular again. Right. You know, with Spiral and Terrifier 2 uh, being the success that it was. Uh, and I saw a, a TikTok. Uh, Evil Dead with the... Uh elevator scene yeah you dead rise like, you know so, so gore is coming back right right like gore is coming back in a very unique way and cronenberg with his body horror yeah so, brandon so you gotta yeah. definitely have to add brandon in there because you know brandon cronenberg does very very interesting stuff especially starting with possessor and infinity pool um yeah, we and, have movies like crime in the and, future who was made by that was made by his father david his father yeah so like mm-hmm. yeah it's all around us at this yeah. point right now. I wouldn't say uh, Crimes of the Future is gory. Um, body. But it, body yeah, horror, body. yeah, you know, but I wouldn't consider that as the, in the terms of gore. Gore, okay, fair, right? fair. Because, um, like, if you take Brandon's uh, Possessor and we take mm. the fire poker scene for perfect oh, example, yeah. you know, and, and like, in both Very vivid, the, yes. the rated R and the unrated version, I mean, the fire poker scene was intense in both both movies. Yeah, no matter <laughs> so, what. Didn't matter. Um, and then you take Infinity Pool, which has a very interesting concept on um, suicide. Oh, right? <laughs> so, like, it's it's super... I finally watched it, by the way, if it's you can't so tell. So yeah. fucking good. Oh, my God. Definitely one of my favorites this year. It's so odd and so creative and so smart. I love and so, it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved every moment of it. It's mind-boggling. Um, it was, I was hard to believe that that was the same chick from Cobweb. 
she's the she's the teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah. was hard to believe because I was like, wow, you were well, really she was barely in it, kind of. But yeah, right. But she was yeah, still yeah. really good. Yeah, 100%. I was like, fuck, she's a she's actually a good actress. <laughs> If you guys, if, if, upon you listening to this, uh, I think the movie We've should have been out by Cobb? then. We've yeah. both seen Cobweb, yeah. Uh, but we obviously did not like it. <laughs> it's fine. I don't think it's so. It's okay. I don't think it is. It's. It I don't think the, it's a good movie at it all. It has the elements of being a good movie. It just didn't become a good movie. <laughs> it, it, it felt like a very Halloween movie to watch. Yeah. I don't it understand why it it's way. coming out in blockbuster season, though. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it made zero sense for it to come out I this mean, time frame. Great cast, great hallway scene, and that's it. Yeah, you know it was but very unutilized, poor dialogue, bad script, little choppy, kind of boring. And it wasn't a good. strong ending. That third, that wow, third I act was so things. weird. You mean to tell me all these kids? Sorry, I don't even want to spoil it. Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even really a spoiler. It's just all yeah, these kids come to beat this dude's ass, yeah. and it's just like I did like their mask. That was kind of cool. Well, yeah, the mask was cool. Visually, they looked awesome, like a threatening way. Yeah, but yeah. not the creature. No. <laughs> yeah, not no. the thing. Not the paranormal thing or creature thing. I don't know what yeah, is it. I don't know. Find out. Spider Cobweb. thing. Cobweb. You'll come to soon. I find out. I guess we all know if this ever happened or not. But I'm still. I think talking to one of the PR people to interview the director and the little kid. I'm like, eh, eh. I thought you want, oh, but you wanted to interview someone specific. Star, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, right. I, I love Homelander. You know, I love my boys. You love Homelander? <laughs> well, I don't love him as a character. I love well, his that's acting. That's a statement. <laughs> that's his acting, though. Oh, his that, acting's oh, great. Mommy's so milk. Um, <laughs> he's so thirsty. What? Hey, uh, hey yo. Um, yeah, but overall, extremity, <laughs> extremity, it's coming back and it's coming back with an actual absolute vengeance. And I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen right. next from a Homelander horror film. I mean, maybe, but I, I am just curious to see what's what's going to happen with all of these films now. But I, I was going to mention that I watched a TikTok of this girl who explained the reasons why she couldn't finish Terrifier 2. And mm. um, and she was very upset very upset and the comments were definitely agreeing with her and things like that and I agreed with her too and I was like look the thing is and she didn't seem like she was a, a very seasoned horror fan um, she'd watched Terrifier and she watched Hall Hollow's Eve so she kind of understood what she was getting herself into right but um, she didn't seem like she was very seasoned so like I kind of gave a little bit of like not advice but just like like I hear you you know right. like you know, knowing your limits in horror is extremely important. Right. Like you're never going to enjoy horror if you don't understand your limits. Then I told her about does the dog die um, dot com, and I was like, the name. Don't let the name scare you. Like this is actually a fantastic website, and it it tells you everything that you might find triggering inside of a film that before you watch it, use that. You know, de definitely use that before going into your next horror film and things like that. Right. And, and she got a kill in that movie. That's Long and brutal and bloody yeah. and fucked. You know it's fucked up but though. Fuck. When people were like kind of hyping it up and stuff like that, and they were just they kept saying that scene, that scene, that scene. 
and the movie ended. I was like, what scene were they talking about? Like, that friends. was me, dude. The that one was that was me. like five minutes long. That was fucking me. I know. I know. And there was I know. salt involved. God I know, damn, all I of it. I know. I know. And, and I was just like, like was it the opening I was scene? thinking, I was like, what scene were they talking about? Like, like because for, for me, that movie was like watching an adult Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, this is silly. Which, again. Having a lot of fun like I said, with like, it. Like, I feel like you have to build yourself up in your tolerance and you're pushing your. I agree. Like, like I think because Terrifier One was fans. horrifying for oh, me. Oh yeah, the fucking diner scene. Come on, all of it. Yeah, the the, the, the saw the scene. The saw. Yeah, the <laughs> him wearing faces of other people that had faces and they didn't have faces. No but more. he laughs. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's fun <laughs> for me. I've never seen that type of gore uh, violence. Yeah, it's and very hyper so natural for this killer and stuff like that the thing i did love about that movie even though i just as a film person i love that like the main character was like gone after like 20 minutes i was like oh oh yeah that's cool yeah that's different all right no i hate it all afterwards because like this is too violent uh but terrifying too i loved because i was ready for it i was prepared for it and yeah. i loved the, the element of having someone there's no joy in Terrifier 1, but there is someone to root for in Terrifier 2. Yeah. Uh, and that well, gives I mean, it a little bit more... Damien, Damien uh, Leone... Or life into it. Right, true, yes. Yeah. And Damien Leone, like, he's obviously doing something here to where he is making Building the... Building the franchise. Well, he's making the villain be the one we want to root for sometimes. And, um, you know... Yeah. Take take it for what you want, but I mean that's that's what these are, right? You know, right. like you you have Jason, you have Michael Myers, you have right. Ghostface, you have Freddy Krueger, Chucky, all of these villains that we technically should not be rooting for, but you're just like I kind of want to see what you do next, right? You know, so like, like it's, you're a force to be reckoned with, exactly, and that's no, what yeah. Damian Leone is doing. He's just doing it in a very hyper violent way that makes it kind of hard for you to root for Art the Clown, right? Right. So, but you know, him introducing this other piece of this antagonist with the child um, ghost as well, or right. whatever this thing is, um, is. It, it humanizes aspects of art, right. which is interesting. It was a good turn of having that in the sequel, in right? General. And there's even theories floating around now that art is her is uh, her father and all this whole other stuff. Which I don't think that's true. I don't think Sienna. I don't think that was her dad. But anyway, <laughs> like I don't think so. But but so like some people had cases about that, and and it was interesting, and and it's fun to see that kind of stuff. But when that poor woman watched. Terrifier 2, not really, you know, understanding how much they up the ante. Um, I felt for her, you know, and I feel for people who who get themselves involved in, in things like that. And maybe she was a seasoned horror fan. Right. Maybe just gore is not her thing. But, yeah. you know, because it was what she was doing this for was for TikTok, mm, where mm -hmm. her fans on TikTok, her Why followers, well, they wanted her to spoil the movie for them. And that's what she does. That's her thing. That's her niche is that she watches horror films and she spoils the horror films. Mm. Now, someone else that uh, that is also a friend of the show and a friend of mine, um, she does the exact same thing. However, she's a very well-seasoned horror fan who 100% understands in and out of gore, has zero limits, things like that. Like right. for uh, – even in, in for anyone who's, who's curious, her name is Horror Chronicles on TikTok. 
definitely should follow her. her name's Sydney. She's absolutely amazing. And, um, but you know, she does all these things of aspects of, of going through these films and, you know, initially not ruining them, but, uh, what is it called? <laughs> when you spoiling, uh, spoiling them, thank yeah, you. Spoiling. Uh, but she'll spoil all of them. And, um, it's, uh, people like that from yeah. her you know they enjoy that from her but you know she she's seen a serbian film and she, you know she's she's seen someone even asked her like what's a horror film that you won't watch and then she like, like none I'll pretty much she put she brought up her notes app she was like horror she's like i have a list and she brought up her notes app in her iphone she was like none <laughs> like huh? none like i literally i would give any horror film a shot Right. Any of them. Like, you know, it doesn't matter to me, whatever it is. And she even does these kind of weekly breakdowns of the horror films that she watches as well. And some are horrible. And she'll say that. She'll like, and she'll say nice things about it, though. She'll rate it like two out of 10. And she'll still say something nice about it that she liked. Right. Um, she was like, creepy elements, not for me. And it's just leave it simple as that. Right. Um, so it's, it's cool. And I like that people are doing stuff like that. I just felt so bad for her. Uh, not Sydney, but the other girl. I don't know right. her, but I know Sydney. But yeah, so shouts out to you, Sid. Shouts out to you and for making some fucking cool TikTok content and kind of giving people what they want. So yeah. pretty neat. Anyway, man, that's all I kind of got about talking about Gorefest. Yes. <laughs> Till next time. It's been a pleasure to serve y'all.